0: Welcome back to the What Come Dads Podcast. The podcast where three local dads share their parenting experience. This week, the dads discuss achieving a good family work balance, they share some holiday gift ideas, and take a World Cup quiz.
1: Hello, friends.
2: Hello, friend Nathan. Hello, friend Mark. Hi, guys.
1: Thanks for coming over and wearing a headset microphone. This
2: is fun. This is so fun.
1: It has been a little while.
2: Two and a half months,
3: to be exact. My headset still fits.
1: Did you forget how to do this?
2: Well, it's like riding a bike. (laughs) We'll know soon enough. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Crash once or twice. Ask me at
1: the end. (laughs) So I thought since it has been so long, we should remind listeners how old our kids are. So uh, go ahead, Chris.
2: I have two children, Lexi, who is 16, and Alyssa is 13. Two teenagers.
1: And Mark, your kids and where they're currently residing.
3: So, uh, Allie, my oldest, is 26 and lives in Boston, Massachusetts. And Ben is 23 and just moved to Detroit, Michigan.
1: And I'm Nathan, and I have a nine-year-old girl, a seven-year-old boy, and a four-year-old girl. Gosh, they're getting big. Yeah, it's interesting. When we started this, we were at different stages of parenting. We're still at different stages of parenting, but they're different different stages if that makes sense we're all like two and a half years further down the road yeah but. right right so you're you're well into teenage years you're empty nesting and i'm all out of diapers and strollers and stuff
3: it's like a pay raise
1: we're all kind of leveled up
3: <laughs> and you have a driver now that has made life much easier uh-huh yeah without a doubt
1: and you have no one else eating your food except you and your wife.
3: Yeah. And so for me, it's super easy. It really, there's nothing to do anymore.
1: You probably go through a lot less milk and frozen pizzas.
3: But I still go to Costco every Saturday.
1: Well, that's a lifestyle choice. Yeah,
3: that it is. a good point. It is.
1: Well, will you get to see your two out-of-the-house dwelling children over the holidays?
3: Uh, yes. We're actually going to go to Detroit. Um Ben's job uh, requires him to work over the holidays, so he cannot travel. So we're all going to meet in Detroit and have a Detroit Christmas. I think we—you have to say what kind of job
2: Ben got. Because listeners who have been following along have followed along Ben finishing up college
3: and his first couple jobs. And now he's got a cool new job.
1: Super cool job. He—he
3: uh, he got hired by the Detroit Pistons, so he's working in the NBA. <laughs> That's so cool. Doing uh, communication media type stuff, stats, social media for the for an NBA team. He's fired up. He he sent me a couple pictures last night. The Lakers were in town and he got to see LeBron James up close and personal and he was pretty fired up about it.
1: <laughs> so as like a dad moment, you're a sports guy. You grow you grew up playing sports, watching sports. You raised him playing sports, watching sports. Like how does that feel that he's sort of achieved one of his goals he he worked for the bells here locally he worked for a minor league team in texas and now he's in the big show
3: yeah i mean we're extremely proud of him um, it's uh, we're so happy because he's living his best life right now and you know he's not making a ton of money and he's living alone in detroit but man oh man he's making the the most of it and he's got great stories so we're just so incredibly proud of him and what he's uh, already accomplished, you know?
1: And he didn't just fall into this. This is years of hard work and doing things at Western that kind of led to him getting his other jobs, yeah. which led to this. And yeah. th- is this a one-year contract for him to work this job? It
3: is. Um, his job technically is over at the end of the season, but he's hoping that they offer him something to, to keep him on. They seem to like him. They give him, they give him a ton of responsibility He's got the all-access pass to go anywhere he wants, whenever he wants. It's Yeah, he's he's living a dream. He went back there and had to find a place to live and stuff. And then after about a week, he said, I think it was meant for me to be here. A block from my house, there's a Bagley Street. There's a Ferndale, Michigan, about 30 miles away. One of the players on the team is named Marvin Bagley, and his mom's name is Tracy Bagley. My sister's name is Tracy. And so her maiden name is Tracy Bagley. So Ben said, I think it was meant to be.
1: And how many people can buy a jersey for the team they work for and it already has their last name on the back? You don't have to pay the extra personalization charge.
3: That's exactly right. That's yeah. probably what they were talking about
2: when they decided who to hire. They are like, you know, this guy's going to
3: save us That's right. Anyway. He'll yeah. save us $47 in
1: uh <laughs> Anything else go on last several months of import or worth discussing?
3: Just uh, kids' work, family. I had my thirtieth wedding anniversary. Congratulations! You did?
1: Yeah,
2: way to go!
3: Can you believe that she's been with me for thirty years? She's a saint. She is a saint.
1: Absolutely. What did you do to celebrate?
3: Uh, we went to Leavenworth,
1: and. I mean I won't ask the intimate details but <laughs> would you, did you go to dinner did you go Yeah
3: we went to we say to the some beautiful inn across the street from all the downtown cool. happenings and we went to dinner at a uh, at a golf course about 25 miles out of town maybe one of the best meals I've ever had Wow Really? Incredible. You got to find out what it is. Yeah, it phenomenal phenomenal food.
1: Egg salad sandwich, chips. <laughs> what did you get at the golf course?
3: Uh, I got some Indian...
1: It was at the nineteenth hole, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
3: Annette said she had a steak. Said it was by far the best steak she's ever had at a restaurant. Wow, that's
2: that's amazing.
3: Better than, and we all love the steakhouse here yeah. in uh, in Ferndale. She said way better, melt in your mouth. Wow. Yeah.
1: And you had? No, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Mexican lasagna. <laughs> No? Call back to prior episode?
3: I had some sort of Indian dish. I can't remember the name. But they had wow. Indian food. They had Japanese food. They had Italian food. It was this, this potpourri. Phenomenal. That is amazing. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to remember that. I'll, get, I'll, I'll figure out the name.
2: Your life can change in an instant. Car accidents impact all aspects of your life and lead to pain and suffering, medical bills, and time missed from work. Robinson & Cole, attorneys in Bellingham, can help. They have represented thousands of clients since 1979. They also handle other types of injury claims, including workers' compensation. Consultations are always free and are available in Spanish. Robinson & Cole, when you need
1: us, we will be here. So, this episode, I want to talk a little bit about family and work balance. I know this is a thing that probably all parents struggle with. Um, it's, you know, your time is a fixed pie. So, you've got work time, you've got family time. And if you're lucky, you can spend some time with your buddies mm-hmm. or just doing things that you like, like mowing the lawn or washing your car or just things that bring you joy. Um, and so... There was a podcast I listened to I'll link it in the show notes I had you guys listen to it The NPR Life Kit Parenting They covered some topics on this And so I guess I just want to kick it off Just asking your personal experience um, Kind of what's been your You know Barometer so to speak As to when you know Things are getting a little out of whack Things aren't in balance They're not the way that you want them to be And then what have you tended to do To try and get things back in Back in balance
3: I put a lot of emphasis on work when we. F- I first started the job here in Bellingham when the kids were really small, and I don't think I did a good job in having a barometer, and I was very lucky to have Annette be that person who would pick up the slack and do what needed to get done. Because I was putting so much emphasis on work and spending evenings and weekends doing work.
1: And just for context, you moved here to take your first job sort of away from where you grew up mm-hmm. and away from your alma mater where you had worked for several years after graduating, right? Yeah, right. So this is like your first step out into the professional world in something that's new and not comfortable.
3: And didn't you know, didn't know anybody I had to prove myself, you know, the the whole thing. So,
1: and the kids were how old?
3: Well, Alec was eighteen months, and Ben wasn't born yet. So, you know, just starting out, and that, you know, I, and now I have the the privilege of hindsight. And boy, if I could change it, I would have. I'd change it in a heartbeat. And we will talk about the podcast, but that we, that we listen to. Um, Making the time for the kids at every stage, whether they're Molly's age or whether they're Lexi's age, you don't get that back. And work's always going to be there. Yep. And it's easy to say now because the pressure's gone. And But boy, trying to find that balance sooner rather than later is really a blessing if you can find it and if you have the ability – to adjust those priorities,
1: and so it sounds like you weren't aware that you were out of balance.
3: No, no.
1: And so, at what point did that light bulb go off?
3: Oh, too late. But you know, I was feeling you know I had to work because I had, I my job provided insurance. So if I got fired from my job or didn't have we would have no insurance, and I was the only one working, and that was at home with the kids, and. If I got fired, we wouldn't have a place to live or food on the table. So that's why I prioritized it. And I think I justified it because it was for the family. This is the right thing for Annette. This is the right thing for the kids. This is the right thing for us as a unit.
1: And you work in a industry that I think (coughs) traditionally has a lot of turnover. It does have a lot of turnover. And you've been at your job now for decades.
3: 25 years.
1: And so – I can see how that could be like a really real fear that you're like, oh, like there's no going back. There's no alternative. I have to do as much at work as possible. And because of all these things I'm worried about.
3: Yeah. And I I thought I was being the best dad and the best husband by being the provider and being that person who just kind of shouldered that. And I took it really seriously and I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I'm not sure when I actually had the light bulb moment. Um, Probably when the kids were in high school.
1: And would it also maybe have coincided when you had the most, let's just say, job security, for lack of a better term, that you could say, oh, now I can pull time from work and devote it to family, and I don't run the risk of losing my job or worrying about these things? Yeah, I think
3: that's fair. I think that's fair. And you know, we also put pressure on ourselves because um, in the industry I work in, there's not a lot of other opportunities in Bellingham, and we wanted to stay in Bellingham. So I could have quit my job and moved to Seattle or Portland or back to L.A., But I didn't want to go back there. So I had to do all I could because we liked where we lived. Yeah.
1: How about just time for you during those years? Was it non-existent? Was it sneaking? Not sneaking, but like trying to just find little pockets of things. Like this is a time before I knew you. Like what was your self-care like? And if again, if you had to, in hindsight, say like, how was I doing with that, you know, splitting up the time?
3: Yeah, you know, you talked about mowing the lawn. I mean, my, my release was being outside, working outside. And that, again, bless her heart, was also really good about taking the kids, like, for a weekend or going somewhere, visiting her parents, and kind of leaving me because she knows and I know that I I need time to myself. Yeah. And that's really important for me because I'm just that kind of person. I enjoy being alone.
1: Yeah, I mean – you are an introvert, mm-hmm. and, and people often mix up what that means. Right. You recharge being by yourself. Yes. It doesn't mean yeah. you don't like being around people, but you get energy back by yourself.
3: Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I've dominated. Please, Chris. No. Well, what's
2: interesting listening to you for me is uh, I have a similar sort of timeline, right? It, when I was um, really overdoing it, uh, Amy and I, Amy was getting her master's degree. And I too had started a new gig at Western and uh, I also felt the need to really deliver. And so Amy and I were constantly trading off back and forth and I had a lot of late nights where Amy was really carrying the brunt of the load. Um, And we would try to balance Mm -hmm. that and the only way that I ever made myself – feel better about it was knowing that the girls weren't going to remember because they were so young. Hmm. (laughs) And so it's like, you know, if, if there's a time for me to do this, now's the time. Although I also felt like I was getting cheated out of monumental moments, right. That kids have when they're younger too. Um, nowadays, uh, you know, I, um, well, I have two thoughts. First of all, I think that we're very fortunate to work jobs that give us vacation time to Mm -hmm. do those things. I think about when I worked in my college job, I worked construction and a lot of my coworkers who are professional carpenters and construction workers, you don't get to just take paid leave to go do stuff. When you take time off, that's Unpaid. unpaid and you just don't have that same fortunate benefit. And so, um, I feel very grateful that I have a job that allows me that opportunity to be able to get paid leave to, to do that. Um, now, to answer your question, Nathan, about how do I know when we're out of balance is I can tell actually sometimes in the kids and how they're connecting with us or engaging with one another somehow in their behavior. We realize, you know what, we it's time for us to take a step back, take a break. Let's do daddy-daughter time or – Something. Let's go on a family, do a family thing together. Or the disconnect, um, which wasn't really talked about in the parenting piece, is the disconnect between spouses. Yeah, I was um, going to talk about that too. And Amy and I, we will not- we'll notice that immediately where life is going so fast with our own jobs and the stresses that come with that. And then by the time we get home, we still haven't even had a chance to say hi to one another because we're running a million miles an hour for our kids. Yeah um and so uh really trying to find a way to reset and recharge not just for our kids but for each other and when we do that then we're actually better parents for our kids at the same yeah. time
1: yeah and if you have a spouse or partner or significant other who can kind of check you and say like yeah hey it just seems like things are a little out of balance and and be understanding right oh there's this project at work I'm gonna be checked out for two weeks and then yeah. you know but if if you can be honest with one another and say like hey I need you to readjust or do things a little different that's helpful because i think we are our own worst enemies and that we we have these blinders on and we don't know sometimes until it's too late and either we're overstressed or exhausted or not exercising or not eating well and then like it's a it has to be a big correction as opposed to just a lot of little small corrections yeah
2: it's true what about you
1: (laughs) you know i didn't have kids till i was 34 And so I was well established in my career and happened to be self employed. And so both of those things actually made this really easy for me. I count myself very lucky for that reason that, you know, I didn't ever have to worry about being able to leave to do something with the kids. Um, I, I didn't have to clock in for time in and time out. And I did, I had job security. Now, were there times where, yes, I was working after they went to bed. Or I went in for a couple hours on a Saturday. I still had to get the work done, but just being yeah. able to have that flexibility. I put in my time working the really late hours before I was yeah. married and before I had kids. And yeah. it just happened that way. Yeah. But I've you know, i been lucky to be able to do that.
2: I think the recharge time that you were talking about, Mark, mm-hmm. the alone time. I, I, I'd be curious to do a poll, right, of like all the dads out there, you know, you hear about how dads don't have social groups, really dads don't have, you know, we don't have friends or whatever. We need to make more friends and stuff. And I think, I wonder if part of that is we got our jobs, we got our homes, we got our families and everything else. And then sort of our recharge time might be our sort of our alone time to tinker or do something else. Whereas maybe with, you know, our spouses, it's going out and having coffee with friends or something like that. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause I'm like you, Mark. Like I really just need, I, just this last weekend I went and played nine holes by myself out of mm-hmm. Raspberry Ridge just to just walk and think, talk out loud to myself, <laughs> swear at the golf ball.
1: You listen to that podcast. I'll put a few links to other articles about this, but let's talk a little bit about then things people can do to try and adjust that balance. Um, and I'll, I'll hit you with a couple stats that I saw in some research. Um, 43% of people surveyed by the American Psychological Association said that their family time interferes with their work. Hmm. Uh, 66% of people, according to an Ohio State study, Ohio State study said they suffer from parental burnout. They need a break from parenting. Okay. And 94% of working professionals indicated they, do some sort of work activity more than 50 hours a week. So if that's what the majority or a lot of people are thinking, um, what are some ways that people can readjust, shift their time from one to the other?
3: You figure that one out, Nathan. Write a book and you can uh, (laughs) quit your job.
1: I mean, one thing that the podcast mentioned was say no to stuff. Like, I think a lot of us are people pleasers, we want to be liked, mm-hmm. we want to volunteer, we want to give of our time, but saying no to some things can be powerful because it frees you up to do other stuff. I sort of justify it sometimes like, well, I'm going to say no now because I have little kids, but I know that my time will come and I will be able to do these sorts of things later when there's not so much um, requirement from the kids. Yeah. Um,
3: and I think a lot of it saying no while it's can be a healthy thing to do people with certain personalities can't say no because they feel guilty for saying no. Now I was talking to a colleague just last week and um, she was saying in her kid's classroom, the teacher says, I don't have any volunteers anymore. No one is coming in to do these where I need help. And my colleague feels like she needs to be that person because so many people are saying no, but this teacher
1: is flailing
3: <laughs> because there's no one to volunteer.
1: And so, and post COVID, I think this is a problem. I think it because is too. People got comfortable saying no during COVID. Yeah. And I think across the board, I probably would guess the volunteering is down and, and people are more comfortable saying no, but you know, it is one way to free up more time.
3: It is, but I think it's also important to remember, what are you freeing
1: up time for? And and that's the next thing. Where would you spend your extra time? Right. Would you spend it on yourself because you need self-care, exercise, you know, alone time? uh, Or is it because you feel behind in your parenting and you want to devote more time to that? Or is it because you want to get that next promotion at work and you want to... So I think being deliberate when you say no. If you say, I'm going to say no to this, but I'm going to devote this extra time to this for a good reason
3: yeah i mean and is it it go hang out at the bar with your buddies you know is it to you know play video games i I think a lot of it depends on for me my time i like my time to be very constructive and i like to accomplish things i'm not a good sitter right i need to be doing something all the time
2: i was just gonna say that i think it's about also especially having teenagers right i mean my girls sleep in till like 10 or 11 on weekends yeah so Amy will Go work out She'll have coffee With her friends I'll take the dogs On their walk I'll get a big walk in Sure I'll play nine holes Of golf or something Like we will Intentionally do those things If I sleep in I'm actually more miserable Because I feel like I cheated myself out yeah. On my own time Yeah That I had scheduled For myself Right Right
1: Another thing that was In one of these articles Was that Striving for perfection Might also be inefficient Right hmm. And Knowing the three of us, I think we all like to get things right and do them well. But if you say to yourself, like, well, that that task could take four hours, (laughs) but I could probably do it in two and it would probably be okay. And I'm not saying that you should do a less than stellar job at your work, but like, you know, what's the, does the garden need to be perfect versus spending time with the kids or does the garden just need to be good enough so that the stuff comes up?
3: Or do you have the kids join you in the garden? Well, and I was just going to say,
2: and I was just going to joke about how sometimes I will have things structured, like, you know what I'll do? I'm going to take care of the things that I want to do for me. And then what I'll do is, is I'll have them join me with some of the tasks I want to do, or I'll have in my mind of, I'm going to, we're going to go to the mall together. Mm -hmm. We're going to do something. And then they wake up and they go, no, I already have plans with my friends. And then I realize, oh, well, shoot, like, when am I actually going to spend time and Be a parent, be a dad with my kids. You know, it backfires sometimes.
1: Another thing was uh, asking for help. I think it's hard sometimes, but when you know you're at your wits end, and if you're lucky enough to have friends or family who would pitch in, um, you know, can you come over for an hour, especially when the kids are really young, and hold the baby while I do some laundry or take a shower? I mean, that sort of stuff frees up time. Um, So don't be afraid to ask for help.
2: And I'm terrible at that. It's so funny. Not my strength. No. And actually, last week, I was stressed out about some work stuff. I needed to get finished off before I had another work event in the evening. Lexi was going off to play volleyball. Alyssa needed a ride to get to her volleyball. And Amy had a work function. So Alyssa didn't have a ride. And all of her teammates live out in the county. Oh, gosh. So Amy, problem solved, reached out to a neighbor. Huh. One of our neighbor kids and said, Hey, can you take Alyssa to volleyball? And of course, yeah, sure, no problem. Any excuse to yeah. go drive? Yeah. Bet. I never would have actually thought no. about that. I'm not very good at that no. at all. Terrible at that. I would have thrown my hands up in the air, been really frustrated, angry, sprinted Alyssa to where she needed to be, and then somehow something would have gotten
3: dropped. Been stressed somewhere. out yeah. through the whole and, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And I think this can go in all three kind of slices of the pie. I mean, There could be times you could ask for help at work. You know, you know, your own job, but if, if there's something that, gosh, I got to get away for family. Can somebody at work help me with this? This can go for, um, just your own me time. Hey guys, I've had a really rough week. Can anybody come hang out for an hour? I just need some kind of recharge time. So it's not just that getting help for the parenting tasks, but you know, if you recognize your priorities are askew or you're not being able to devote time to something, I think asking for help. While tough, can buy you some more time.
3: Yep. I yeah, always, my problem is I equate asking for help as weakness. Yeah. Maybe. And maybe that's just like the male ego
2: thing. I don't know. Well, and you're a pretty self reliant kind of person. And so if I could see, yeah, you would feel that way. Just don't right? like doing it. Yeah.
1: So we'll just give you help without asking.
2: That's right. <laughs> well, you're so liked. People jump in in a second. They would. Yeah. And I'm the same way. I hate asking for help. <laughs> I do.
1: the The last thing I'll I'll leave listeners with is that I think the trick to making these adjustments is to make them incrementally. Don't try and turn the aircraft carrier around 180 degrees in yeah. a week. Um, you know, audit your time. Figure out where you're losing efficiency. Figure out where things need to adjust. Talk with your partner spouse about you know how to help get these things adjusted and even if you make adjustments 10 minutes a week guess what in a month or two you might have things back in balance in a way that's more helpful so um, in any event um, something I think all parents struggle with um, there's some good resources in our show notes and hopefully even if one of those helps you out it'll uh, help you get things back into a better balance Well, did you guys bring any gift ideas for people in the same age bracket as your kids?
2: Cash is king. Gift cards. Um, Lexi's also asked for slippers. Um, and, of course, she didn't pick, like, you know, the Costco slippers. Not the deer foams that they've got right. at Costco. She wants UGG slippers. Oh, yeah. Those aren't you know, expensive, they're all, they're are they? they 100 bucks for slippers. Yeah. Um, you know, makeup, like makeup brushes. Um, things to
3: make them... Pretty. The beauty of uh, for Ben, Ben lives in a studio apartment. He has no room for anything. So, you know, there you go. makes it real easy. That makes
2: everything way easy. Well, and, and Ben's pretty, like, he's a pretty simple
3: dude. Like, he, he's a he, pretty simple guy. He's get him a pair of socks. He's thrilled.
1: <laughs> you guys are coming to visit him. That's We're a, coming to visit yeah, him. That's right. In itself. That's right. Well, a couple things I thought of, uh, suggestions if you have people in the four to nine-ish age brackets. Um one thing that our kids really have enjoyed is a set of walkie-talkies. Yeah. Um if you go out, if you go skiing, you go hiking, even if you go to a hotel or you know somewhere like if they have those they can, you know, have a little more freedom and explore a little further and uh, so those are pretty inexpensive uh, so I thought that was a good one. Uh, another one was a magazine subscription you know there are still some of these same magazines that we looked at as kids Ranger Rick Ranger Rick SI for kids National Geographic Highlights, yeah, highlights. there it's pretty cool Highlights love highlights yeah it's pretty cool when they get the magazine and they're excited about it the trick is like if they have different ones they'll come at different times and it's like well why didn't mine come today I'm like sorry kids I'm not in charge of the periodical distribution in the U.S. Mail, but you can gift those subscriptions, I think, for six or 12 months to people. And then the third one, I think I was, if you'd asked me a week ago, I wasn't sure this was a good gift, but for his birthday, my son got a little drone.
3: Oh, wow. And
1: they make them now for younger kids that are pretty durable. Like, this one can bounce off stuff and not hurt it, and um, it's been a lot of fun the last couple of days, and just to see him kind of try and figure it out and... Play around with it. So they're they're relatively inexpensive now. They kind of like plug into a USB port and charge up. They're kind of yeah. like the size of your hand. But um, I wouldn't have said that because I would have been like, oh, you can break stuff. But give a little drone a shot. I think it's a, a pretty cool, pretty cool gift.
3: So for so for the kids also, um, especially if they're just starting out, like a Spotify or a Hulu or a oh, Netflix, something it's like good that. Idea. It's yeah,
2: just, that's a really the good gift that keeps giving. All that's year.
1: right. Yeah. They can. They can take that for a year. Yeah.
2: Uh, Lexi has, this is a couple years in a row now, she's asked for a Polaroid camera. Hmm. Those are still popular with kids. Um, and uh, hydro flasks. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they drop them, they get dents and dings, and after a while, it's like, I need a new one. So hydro flasks are still super popular.
1: Kids still putting stickers on the hydro flask? Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. Alyssa's got volleyball stickers all over her hydro flask. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Allie likes to travel and so last year we got her um we paid for her global entry.
1: Oh, that's a really great idea.
3: Yeah. So when she comes back in the country, she just zips, zips right through. through. That's fantastic. Nice. It's like it was cheap, like 35 or 50 or 60 bucks, something like that. Fantastic yeah. idea.
1: Super creative. Well, maybe a few ideas for you guys and gals out there who still have a few last minute shopping items to pick up. So, how into the World Cup have you two been?
3: Oh, my gosh. No, not,
2: not bad. <laughs> I was. I, I was going to say, wow, good good for you. Yeah, I no. have not followed enough. I heard, what, a couple days ago, France beat England, which that's a big deal. Morocco, that's a big deal.
1: Morocco in the mix. But yeah. I have not
2: watched any games other than, uh, I think, one U.S. game. That was it.
1: It seems like it didn't get as highly publicized and kind of take over like mainstream media and sports coverage like the way it has in the past and I'm not sure why that is but it seemed like in the past years when it would hit maybe it's because it's not in the summer maybe that's the difference when it when it's hit in the summer it's been the only deal except baseball and now it was competing with basically it's all with the hockey, other yeah. everything sports going on at the same yeah. time
3: yeah no, I'm not a big uh, big soccer guy. I was way more interested in the Western Washington University women's team winning the national championship. Go Vikings. That was yes. amazing. Go I did Vikings. watch a couple of those games. Same.
1: Yes. Yeah. Congrats to them. Well, I thought I'd give you a little World Cup quiz. Oh, great. Oh, excellent. You're such big one. fans. <laughs> and uh, see how you did. All right. In what year did the World Cup start? Closest to wins the point. What year did it start? What year did the I World think Cup it
3: started start? in 1934?
1: I'll say in 1948. 1930.
3: Point goes <laughs> to Mark. <laughs> no, I'm sandbagging you. I'm watching every single World <laughs> Cup game. I'm up in the middle of the night. <laughs>
1: He's got the World
3: Cup app. Uh-huh, I do. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. This is the 22nd edition of the World Cup. I'll be darned. Wow. So in those 22, I guess 21 previous World Cups. How many different countries have won? So to understand the question, yeah. take everyone that's ever won, how many different countries can claim that they're a World Cup champion?
3: Seven. I was going to go with six. It is eight. Oh, <gasps> oh, I went the wrong way.
1: <laughs> Brazil has five. Germany, four. Italy, four. Uruguay, two. Argentina, two. France 2, England 1, Spain 1. Notice a pattern there?
2: Europe and
3: South America. Yeah. Wow. Isn't Morocco the first African. African team to make the finals or whatever? The semifinals, the yeah. The Yeah. That's a big deal. That's pretty amazing, yeah. yeah.
1: Point for Chris there. What is the highest that the United States has ever finished in a World Cup? What place did they get?
3: I'm gonna say they made it to the. I'll say they got tenth.
2: I'll say eighth. Third. Oh, I was gonna say third, but then you
3: you went so high. You still I got changed the point. My, I did get the point. Yes.
2: In
1: the very first World Cup. <laughs> really? In the United States.
3: So it's been downhill for the last eighty third. years. Yeah, ninety years. The soccer ball full of feathers.
1: Yeah. I I, I think there were like. Eight or six teams at that point. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. But anyway, they can say they finished third. All right. Lightning round. Did this country participate in the World Cup or not?
3: This year or any year? This year. Okay.
1: And you can you can have the same answer. You don't have to have... Okay. So current score is Chris 2, Mark 1. Italy. Did yes. they yes. participate? Yes. yes. They did not.
2: With, How that, can... with that amazing history? How come did, on, why, why? Italy.
1: They did not qualify. Huh. Canada.
3: Yes.
2: Yes.
1: You are both correct on that one. to go, Canada land. Japan.
3: Yes. No.
1: Japan is a yes. We are 3-3. Woo!
3: We're going to have like penalty kicks.
1: (laughs) need overtime first. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, South Africa.
3: No. I don't think South Africa was in it.
1: South Africa did not. China. No. No. China did not. Serbia.
3: Yes, yes. The Serbs got it.
1: Serbs were in yeah. 4-4. Norway.
3: Yes. No.
1: Norway is a no.
3: Oh! He even tricked us. Gave the little
1: he nod. Did, yes, yeah. like
3: I I
2: thought <laughs> I had it.
1: Yeah, Norway apparently. I I don't follow soccer a bunch, but has one of the best players in the world this new up and coming guy and he didn't get to participate. So that was a bummer. Italy powerhouse didn't qualify. So it's the way the cookie crumbles. But 2026 World Cup will take place in the United States. United States, with some games also in Seattle, right? Games in Seattle. Plus, they're going to have games in Canada and Mexico, which include Vancouver. So if you live in Bellingham, you're going to have equidistant opportunities to to attend games in another four years. There you go. World Cup quiz. Welcome, Dad's podcast.
3: And I think I won.
1: You did win five to four. You're welcome. <laughs> Sandbagger. He's going to watch the semifinals. I That's guess. right. Since we last podcasted, I took the old family to the happiest place on earth
2: Bagley's living room, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Disneyland. And that was really fun. It was a different trip now that the kids are older. Uh, i got them on bigger rides we we walked 9 miles a day i mean it was pretty awesome even a wow. 4 year old walked 9 she miles walked, a
2: day she walked did, no, did you throw on your shoulders or anything at any time
1: maybe Nobody. for 400 yards wow yeah now it, we were lucky enough that we could take a nap in the middle of the day go to our hotel and break it up but it was quite quite a nice trip uh, things are busier post-COVID. A okay. lot of people doing what we did to kind of make up for lost time. But yeah. uh, got to get to squeeze that in. So, how
2: did you uh, pass on the news to them that you were going to Disneyland? Did you do some sort of big reveal?
1: We, I'm trying to remember how we did this. I think I printed out an itinerary that was sort of like day one flight, day two Disneyland, day three California Adventure. And I think Amanda had some sort of balloon or something, so we kind of wrapped it up like a scroll and said we're having a family meeting and put it in the middle of the table. And, you know, you always have to figure out, like, what's the sweet spot of when to tell them? Because if if you tell them six months ahead of time, they're going to ask about it every day for six months. Yeah. If you tell them the day before, they're kind of panicked that they haven't packed their favorite stuffed animal and they don't have their books they want to bring or their headphones to listen to a podcast. So I think about two weeks out is when we told them. And it it was pretty great. They got to be involved in some of the planning of like, all right, what rides do we want to try? And and one of our early episodes we had... uh, Sabrina Tinius from Enchanted Traveler on the podcast. And she helped us out with this trip, too. Nice. So shout out to them. I'll put a a link in the show notes for that uh, Disney travel company. But, yeah, super great time. Tried to, you know, make up for lost COVID time as best we could. And um, pretty, pretty great. So Uh, last
2: time – go ahead. No, go ahead. So last time, the kids didn't get to ride – Space Mountain or probably Thunder Mountain, even none of the roller coasters, really. This was the
1: first kind of roller coaster time. And interestingly, sometimes Ellen would do a scarier ride and Ben would say no. And sometimes he would say yes and she would say no. And there was kind of this, there was really no rhyme or reason to it. And sort of a tip I figured out by day three or four, if I asked them, together, do you guys want to go on X ride, invariably one would say yes and one would say no. But if I took them off to the side and said, hey, do you want to go on this ride? And then separately said, do you want to go on this ride? I had a better chance of them both saying yes. Uh Um, But, you know, there's that point where it's like, I, I think they'll like this. I want to push them to go on it. But I also don't want them to be miserable and have this terrible memory that my dad made me go on this. Yeah. So I was navigating that a lot. And I think I only made one mistake in my in my pushing them to go on rides. <laughs> and what was that? That was the new Star Wars Rise of the Resistance ride, which is incredible. It lasts like 14 minutes. Jeez. Whoa. But my kids don't know Star Wars. They haven't seen the shows. And poor Ben, it was terrifying. <laughs> and, you know, halfway through the ride, you just go up. Ah, Met. This is an L for me, um, but you know he's he's pretty resilient kid and he hasn't he didn't hold it against me he didn't mention it um, and so when we got off Amanda got to go on and Ellen said oh I'll go again and Ben shook his head and <laughs> once yeah, was enough <laughs> very clear so but you know a multiple day trip to just blow it once I feel like I did okay nice.
3: that's really good nice nice and you had a little bit of weather
1: the first day there sideways downpour rain. To the point that Knott's Berry Farm, which is, I don't know, less than 10 miles away maybe? Yeah, it's pretty close. Closed. That's how bad the weather was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, when, it was, you know, when it rains there, you grew up down there. Yeah. If it hasn't rained in a long time, you kind of get little flash floods everywhere. Yeah. Let's just say that we were using the hair dryers on our sneakers in the hotel that night. <laughs> we were soaked to the bone. But not a lot of lines when it's pouring rain.
3: Honestly, growing up down there, you would go to Disneyland when it rained because most of the rides are inside. Yeah. And if yeah. there's no one there, you don't wait in lines outside and you go Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion and Space Mountain. It's all inside stuff. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: We even I mean we put on our rain gear. We we're true Northwesterners and we hopped on some of those outside rides. I mean, you guys have been there. Like the Dumbo ride mm-hmm. is pretty fully popular. Ex- yeah.
2: yeah. And fully exposed to yeah,
1: we were the only people on Dumbo. <laughs> it was just the Dwyer family on Dumbo. That's how hard it was raining. Wow! So once like an experience that probably we could never replicate. Yeah, um, and we just powered through. The kids did great, and we have some good pictures. And that was the first day.
3: Oh my gosh! But we
1: rode a lot of <sighs> things quicker than we normally would that day, um, and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the week, which was much better weather. But yeah, certainly unexpected, and really glad we brought two pairs of shoes.
2: Yeah, and what a great... The next time you go to Disneyland, you're all going to laugh and go, remember we rode that ride when it was pouring sideways?
1: Yeah, and you know we have all the pictures, and I took a picture of how hard it was raining, and it was just one of those things where it could have gone sideways quickly. I mean, if we weren't a family from up here where the kids are used to it, it would have been a no-go. But I mean, it was wind-blowing, sideways rain, pelting (laughs) us, soaked to the bones. Isn't
3: there an insurance commercial about people in the northwest just a little bit different there is pemco yes Pemko. is it pemco yep. yeah. that's the dwyer family they're down
2: at the beach with the, with yeah. like the beach ball yeah
3: <laughs> it's the dwyer family disneyland <laughs> so i you know i i haven't been to disneyland in a long time i think the last time we went the fast passes had just come out and i think it might be a bit intimidating to go now because aren't there like four or five different passes and apps and line cutting things you can do
1: not 3 or 4 but it's changed and it changes a lot but i kind of see it as like a challenge so you know i'm looking there you get the app and you got to figure out what ride next and and you know can you if 3 of you go on this one can 2 of you go on this one so for me it actually adds an extra element of like <laughs> how can i game the system how can i you know Make the most of this and and not cram as much in because we we wanted to go at a leisurely pace. Yeah, but still like trying to trying to outsmart the system. Get your money's worth. Yeah, yeah, right. It, it's yeah. pretty fun.
3: Trying to beat Walt.
1: Beat Walt at his own game. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a special place. And so
2: how long do you think you'll wait again? Knowing your kids' ages, A few years, kind of a thing, or
1: yeah, another two to three. Yeah, I mean, it's with three kids, they're all going to be at different spots mm-hmm. and. We still were like, characters were kind of a thing for them. But I can see, like, you know, in two years, if Ellen's 11... Ellen won't really care. Characters may not be yeah. a thing. And and sort of, like, by then, maybe they've seen Star Wars. And so that would probably mean more to them. And they have the Marvel stuff there, too, which... eight um, My kids are familiar with from, like, toys. And their cousins have them. Right. And so we did a little bit of that stuff. Um, Spider-Man. So, but yeah, I think... They'll transition from, oh, it's Princesses and Winnie the Pooh to Marvel and Star Wars. And, you know, Disney was smart to set these parks up this way now that you can kind of pull on uh, the different age groups.
0: As always, thanks to our sponsor, Robinson & Cole Attorneys. To reach the show, check out our Facebook page or email the show at WhatcomDadspodcast at gmail.com. The dads are aiming to record one show a month. To make sure you don't miss one, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening!
1: Why do sharks live in salt water? I don't know. Because pepper makes them sneeze. (laughs) Why do gymnasts... Oh, I screwed it up. What do gymnasts use to season their food? I don't know. Chalk. Summersault.
3: The best is
2: actually his delivery. It's like perfect. He's pretty good. I'm gonna get me a pet termite and call him Clint Eatswood.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? You already told me that one and I'm still laughing. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was very good. That's pretty good.
3: So my mom told me that I have no sense of direction, so I packed up my bags and write. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh. Guess, oh, here's another funny one. Guess who I ran into when I went to my uh, eye appointment? Who? Everybody. <laughs>